This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I am your host. And today we are going to be doing something we did last year, which is look ahead at the coming year, the coming year of 2021. So what does 21, 21, <laughs> 2021 have in store for us? Well, to do this, I am going to have the wonderful assistance of my spiritual teacher, John Roger. I am going to be playing some excerpts from his seminar as we delve into the qualities uh, of 2021. Now, the main quality is that of freedom. Um, When we speak of freedom, we're not necessarily talking in traditional terms, at least the way I'm looking at it. The way I see freedom as related to the coming year is one of letting go of attachments inside. Um, Often when we think of freedom, we think of freedom from something. And the way I look at freedom, we discuss freedom in something, so that whatever is taking place, we are free in it, which then becomes this state of being of freedom. Uh, Freedom out there, often we're discussing freedom from some sort of control uh, that we don't like, uh, or freedom from a certain condition Um, from a government, from uh, a boss, an institution, a marriage, whatever we look at as something that is disturbing our peace inside and that seems to have control over us, we look at freedom from it. Um, So in this, in looking ahead at this coming year, we are looking at freedom in terms of freedom in it. And one one of the key ways that we can start to experience more freedom is um, taking this drastic or radical ownership, uh, is this high level of self-responsibility, where we become responsible and acknowledge and see that all the things that are going on in our life, that we are the creator of that. In some way, we have created all the situations that are taking place in our life. And in that, we start to have this greater freedom um, where we are in tune with that creator, within us, and that creator within us is the spirit, is the soul, is God. That's where that creative energy comes from. Um, And the difficult part of that is that once you take that full responsibility for all things, uh, you no longer have anyone to blame because in a sense you are God. Um, You become that oneness with God and you become more aware of that, and you become aware of that through this radical level of self-responsibility. So in order to really dive deep into freedom, I'm going to be using these excerpts. Now, I just thought of this um, story for you. When I first, actually it was before I started working with John Roger, um, I happened to be at a conference that they used to do, um, a large conference that the spiritual organizations uh, that he founded would put on. And I had been in contact with him, and he invited me to have lunch with him. 
And so, and, and others, there was others there. There was John and his family and Jesus and maybe some others as well. And, um, and we all had lunch and after lunch, everyone left the table and JR and I stayed and he basically read my beads for my life here and looked at body born conditions I had and the different karmic things for me to overcome um, and to learn from this life, how I'd set it up and the qualities of my life. And uh, a couple of those qualities were cooperation and freedom, which led to mystical fulfillment. So freedom has been something that I have, um, that I have really worked with in terms of my consciousness, in terms of learning and growing into this greater awareness of what that means from a spiritual perspective, and as well as cooperation. Um, now, this coming year of 2021 is requires a lot of cooperation. In fact, this whole decade that we're in it has a key element of cooperation in it, um, as well as um, as well as um, this coming year has expression. So, you know, we, we are required to have this cooperation with, um, with the expression of what is taking place in the world and with our own expression. We can choose our expression within it of a positive expression or something that's negative and something that's resisting the flow of um, of that divine cosmic flow that is taking place on the planet at this time. And part of that is coming to the realization that, um, and, and moving into that more transcendent awareness of the perfection of all the things taking place on this planet. Remembering that this planet is a classroom and this planet is here for us to bring completion. And it's amazingly intricate that, and truly amazing beyond the mind's comprehension um, of how all these parts can fit together so that each of us has the opportunity uh, to work on those things which we are here to work out from a spiritual, from a soulic perspective, those things which we are to complete, that we are to experience, and give us the opportunity of creating in alignment um, with that higher purpose that is within us. Uh, in fact, that was one of the first courses that I did, Purpose Filters for Success, um, which I probably will be running soon again, uh, but that is really about aligning our, our creations in this world with our higher purpose. Um, and so looking at, looking at all of this, of the freedom um, of working in the expression, uh, the cooperation, um, and having that freedom which is that state of being that is not that has um, let go of the attachments so that's a big aspect I see and the expression really is something of looking to participate in the completion so when we discuss the the aspect of cooperation which is going with what is, and the, um, and the expression, which is creating and participating in a way of completion. And so then we move into freedom, and that is the letting go of the attachments, the attachments to this level, the attachments inside of us um, that would keep us here and engaged um, in negative patterns. So I'm going to start now by playing the first excerpt. And this is going to be a deep dive. So this is not a 
short episode. Um, we're really going to get into it here about freedom and about what that looks like and what that means and, and how that plays in with control, um, with the power struggle game. And I'm going to be using a few different seminars. Uh, the first one is how do you define freedom? Uh, the second one is the power struggle game. Um, and the third seminar is living a freedom-based reality. And you can get all those at msia.org. They're all by John Roger. And so let's move into the first excerpt. This is, I'm writing, spelling the word control. This is the biggest negative factor dealing with all of us on the planet, all five billion of us. And it's called, who's in control? Or who's, why are you trying to run me? That's called, why are you in control? As long as we're in control, and this is an extremely important thing to remember, the most gigantic one you'll ever hear out of me here. If our control is threatened, we will die for it. This is why we have localized fighting all over the world. This is why one town in Florida may fight against another town in Florida. Who's in control? Control is the master addiction. Of all the addictions we have, control is the master. If we give up control, as miserable as we are, as terrible as it may seem, as poverty-stricken as we are, we may get something worse because we won't be in control. We've looked at fighting in uh, Herzegovina and Bosnia and Sarajevo, and I've heard many people say, why do they stay there? Why don't those people move? Well, some of them have been trying to get them to move. And when they don't move, they kill them. So they move them anyway. If you're a Muslim and you're over in Croatia, you might as well shoot yourself because the others are going to. But at least they're going to have to do it over your dead body. Do you understand the control statement? I will die for this is the ultimate control statement. So I think that in that clip, Jer really defines what we're dealing with here um, in terms of control um, and in terms of looking at freedom. In the next uh, excerpt, we go more into the freedom aspect. Um, but the idea, and just to reiterate this, because I think it's a point that JR has made many times, and I think that it is a po point that's worth really looking at, is that control is the master addiction. Um, and so as we look into the world and as we look into ourselves, we can really see those areas um, where people's control is um, up for them, is something that is really visible these days, you know, the you're not going to control me, the over my dead body, um, which is, as he said, the ultimate control statement, which means it's also not freedom-based. So let's go further into what is freedom. Freedom is equated with no control. No boss, no authority, no power. That is like what your freedom equates to. Freedom doesn't equate to that. Freedom is an absolute quality of beingness that encompasses all things in it. You can have control or give up control with equal equanimity. It's like, you're the boss. Okay, you're the boss. Somebody come back and say, you're the boss. You go, okay, I'm the boss now. Okay, now you're the boss. Now you're the boss. And what are we concerned about? We get out of the ego feeling of how we feel, because it's addictive like angers are addictive. 
and we just say, what is it, the goal that is to be accomplished? And how does my control fit into getting that goal accomplished? You have to lay the plan out so somebody else buys your goal. So it's called marketing, PR, salesmanship. You've got to transfer your vision into their head. So they own the vision and take control and run with it. But that makes you feel good because you're getting what you want done, which is the control you're getting exercised, is getting the results. Maybe it's money, maybe it's land, maybe it's getting rid of something, whatever. I mean, everybody defines it according to their own karmic flow. But I know one thing that's very important, once you lose control, get out of that area as fast as possible. Because there's a tendency for the one who takes control to want to beat the other one. If uh, you see two kids on the street fighting and one comes with a club and hits the other person, and if he takes the club away, what's he going to do with it? He's going to beat the soup out of the person who brought the club. So once they grab the club, you take off running. Hopefully you can run faster than they can with a club. My dad told me once, if you're going to get in a fight, never take a club with you. And I said, why? Because, you know, it's like you hit them once. He says, if they take it away from you, they'll bash your brains in. I thought, oh my God, they would, because I would. And I talked to a lot of people, and they go, yeah, I would. Involuntarily, I would just almost swing back on them. And that's just the addictive quality of control working. There's a thing called, I want to get even. But it's not, I want to get even. It's, I want to get even and in control so they can't get back at me. That way I've gotten even. But if we were just to get even, we'd go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that's even. Then we walk away, but we walk away mad and angry and we're waiting for him to do something wrong so we can jump on him at some point. So when you say, okay, we're even, get away. People say, how far? I said, so they can't hit you overnight. Make sure they've got to travel to do it. In other words, make it really a problem for them to do it. Then who's in control? The one who is making the most problems is in control of the other one. See, if I can make more problems for you than you can handle, guess who's in control? Me, until you say, sorry, I'm not doing them anymore, and now you're taking back your own control. And I just look at you, and I go, fine. But do I really believe you can take back control? Only verbally. Why? There's something bigger called gravity that's got control over all of us. So what do I do with gravity? I play with it. I use it to play tennis, basketball. I use it for games. I don't use it to fight and say, gravity's not going to control me because I, now I'm going to be at war inside of myself with the inability to control gravity. So I don't do that. I go, no. See, the idea of choosing a way shows you have ultimate choice and control because you can choose a way. You got it and walk away. But you walk away far enough they can't get you and con you back into it. And that's why a lot of people won't return phone calls, won't answer letters, won't do this, won't do that, because they know as soon as they do, you get control again. So there was a few really key points there. Um, and first off, the idea that freedom is really just that state of beingness um, and that that willingness, that freedom inside to give over control or to take control, um, you have control, I have control. That, that concept to me um, is something that is really freeing in terms of if you can move yourself into that, that state of being where, where the control, where you can give up control and you can take control and, and you have the freedom inside where it's really okay with you to do either. Um, one of, I, I think Jer really clearly laid out, you know, this game that we play as humans. And I've seen it, I've played it, we've all played it, we've all seen it. And, and that's just this idea that, you know, if you, when you lose control, get out of the way, you know, move, uh, get away. Um, because there is that, that idea that, that if, you know, if someone else gets the upper hand, that they're going to, they're going to want to, uh, punish and they're going to want to quote unquote get even um, and we we see this in the world all over the place today 
Um, and and really that that idea that um, the one that creates the most problems is in control. I mean, how many people have had babies and when they're having a fuss and crying and screaming, you know, they are creating the trouble and they are in control. They are controlling those parents. Um, and so, you know, we, we recognize and we we recognize this aspect of our uh, the human game. And that's something that that really stood out to me. It's like there are those things like gravity. Um, so you can bluster all you want about how you're taking back your control. And that's fine, like you said, but you know, it's just a verbal thing because there is these other elements that are beyond us that that have the control, such as gravity. And Jay really gave us a key with all that, which is what do you do with gravity? Well, I mean, I go surfing and I use gravity, you know, there's, we play with gravity, we cooperate with the fact that rather than fighting gravity, I mean, it's pointless to fight gravity, but we can use it and then we can uh, work with it to do all sorts of things, to play games, Um, even flying in planes is a a use of gravity um, and relates to that aspect of gravity. And so there's things in our lives more and more that seem to have that aspect of gravity to them, which could also be the karmic flows um, of nations, of the world, of what's taking place. Because let's be honest, it really doesn't matter how upset you are about what's going on in the world. It still just seems to go on. Um, no matter how upset you get. So you can fight that and you can fight with it um, or you can see it as the game that it is and and come approach it with this attitude, with this attitude of freedom. And we'll get into that later of uh, rather than play the game, and, and Jer really does go into it in some future excerpts of you transcend it. And that's the name of this podcast. And that's a lot of what my life is focused on. Um, And so you, there are ways, and let me give you a little hint. It it starts with an L and O and a V and it's called loving. And love is one way. And there's others, which we're going to go into, of moving. So you're no longer playing the game, you're above the game. So let's go into the next excerpt. People say, I give up. It's not you give up, you were beat. (laughs) What do you mean you give up? They beat you every time. You did that, they smacked you, did that, they smacked you. Finally said, I give up. (laughs) Why don't you say, I surrender, that'd be more honest. Now, I ain't going to surrender. I ain't going to surrender. I'll give up, but I ain't going to surrender. What is the difference? Well, when you give up, you just can't do anymore. And you, when you surrender, there's a chance. There's a chance you can turn it to your advantage at the 11th hour. Same thing. What is the end result? Letting go. How do you get the power back from the environment? Let it go. How do you get it back from that husband, that wife? Let them go. How do you do that without separating and divorcing? You go inside and you let them stay out. And you go back in and you knock at the door of the soul. You say, hey, booby, how about a little energy down here? My power's gone. They say I can't do it anymore and I just want one more shot to prove them that they are lying. Well, I can prove you're lying right away. Why? Just take my word for it. That's proof enough in this world. Isn't it? Listen to how people sit, listen to gossip and rumors, and that's good enough. Nobody is really concerned about checking out the facts to see if that be so. Somebody says, oh, you can't soul travel. That's good enough for me. It's good enough for me. Your word's good enough for me. But good God, you can't even keep your own word because you say, I'll never do that again. Now you're over here doing that again. 
What one are we supposed to believe? That lie or this lie? Or this lie or that lie? Which one are we going to hang our hat on? None of them, because when you do, then they beat you back and they beat you down. And so you say, oh, it's getting so you just can't trust anyone anymore. Well, whatever thought you could trust them in the beginning? You mean, you? well, if I can't live in this world and trust somebody, I don't want to live here. Well, trust yourself. Well, I can't trust me. I don't even know if I'm going to do it or not. And how do you expect them to do it? Well, they just should know how to do it. Well, certainly, you've been teaching them how. But you haven't learned. And you're unwilling to learn. You're not ready to give it up. See, people think giving it up admits defeat. Giving it up is exercising the higher wisdom. You're saying, aha, I see how that will just never work. That just won't work. I'll come over here and work this. This works beautifully. I give up. You win. I surrender. It's gone. Get it out. Why? At least I turn and think, well, I really can do that and get all caught up again. That habitual process, and listen, I'm saying habitual like a habit. A habit is a response that does not have life awareness in it. A habit is a response that does not have life awareness in it. So you don't know you're doing it, but you do it. So it becomes a habitual response to give up the power. To do that, you must have energy inside of you to give it up. And that thing that you place your energy in is that thing that comes back at you with that energy. And you are then at its mercy. Okay, that's been the negative approach. Now, how do we take that negative approach, that habitual response, and change it? You've heard me say time and time again, you know, every stumbling block's a stepping stone. Every knock's a boost. Every disadvantage is an advantage. Every failure is a creation for the new step. When you say, well, I give up, it's like, do you really mean that? You're not going to mess around and screw up anything ever again? Like, no, I mean, I just, I just give up on that, but I'm going to mess this up next. <laughs> so when we give up power, we think about where that power has gone. We think about where that power has gone. We give it up to our wife, we think about our wife. We give it up to our children, we think about our children. We give up to our worry, we worry about our worry. Wherever we give up that power, we run the most insidious the most insidious identification patterns. We think it's just that. And all along it's here, reflecting by way of that, whatever that is. But we're so smart, we know that's not it, and so there's no way we can cure it because we will not entertain the cure. Because we deny the very disease and the symptoms of what produced it. We say, oh no, that's not it. We say, then cure it. Say, well, I don't know how. Well, it's this. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Say, well, make believe that's it. Oh, I'm not going to make believe because that's, that'd be phony. Well, if you think yours is not phony, then I got news for you. Because phony doesn't work. And yours doesn't work. And you say that's it. So you're a phony and so is your system. That's phony. It's also fraud when you try to get me to believe that. Entertain the idea that maybe... You don't know how to do it. Entertain the idea. You mean like, I'll say, well, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Just say to yourself, I don't know how to cure this thing. You say, okay, I don't know how to cure this thing. Say, how's that feel? Not bad. Why? I didn't believe it. Cure it. Make it better. I don't know how. Well, it's inside of you. No, it isn't. It's out there. It's my husband. It's my wife. It is my boss. It is my car. It is my this, my that. Wait a minute, you say, you're what? My, my, my husband, my car, my disease. Oh, my God, my God. My God. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I give up my power to those people, and they come right back and use it against me. So... Here's the method in the madness, right? 
I'll give up my power to God. And then I'll let God give that power right back to me. And when God gives you that power back, there is no difference between the giver and the gift. And God floods your consciousness through your old habitual pattern of negativity, just using it with a little bit of life awareness. Wow. If that clip doesn't just say so much. I, there is just so much in there. I, I would say that we discussed at the beginning about letting go of the attachments. And, and a lot of this is letting go of control and letting go of the power um, and, and surrendering that. And, you know, there, there was some great stuff in there just about habits being the response that does not have life awareness in it. I mean, what a great definition for what a habit is. Um, and, and just that, um, that discussion about, you know, trust this lie or that lie and people just say it and that seems to be good enough in this world. And if that doesn't describe the current time we're in, I don't know what does because it seems that, you know, you can, you can, you can hear this, you can listen to this lie or that lie and you can believe one or the other. Um, and most of them are just taking this person's word or that, that person's word for it. And who are you going to trust? You know, and, and that idea of, of trusting yourself, like, can you even trust yourself? Um, you know, bringing it back to the self and, and being able, imagine if, if in a sense you could look at, um, whatever is said on, uh, either side or upside down or inside out of, of the so-called news or um, what people are saying and just really not be triggered by it and just be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. You don't have to believe it, uh, just that it's okay and that it's not something that's going to mess up your peace. Um, when, you hear, when you hear these things, it's like, yeah, that's fine, okay. Um, and, and really at the end there, I, I think we really got to the heart of it. And, um, when we started talking about letting go, you know, are you letting go of your power to the government? Are you letting go of your power? You know, he said that we think about where we let go of our power, whether it's our wife or whatever, you know, if you let go of your power to the news, you'll find yourself, you know, thinking about the news a lot. Um, and you know, this is something that I think all of us have been confronted with this year. I know I definitely have is um, there's been plenty of things that have disturbed my peace this year that have where I've given up my power to um, these things outside uh, rather than which is the old approach, right, where you you let go of your power to that thing, because that letting go of the power is in a lot of ways a solution but it's where you letting it go to and at the end there we just really hit it which is letting go to god and letting it go um, to that one that is in control and that's something that jerry used to say to me a lot he told me a number of times that it may look like he's in control but he's not in control he's just cooperating so fully with the one that is in control that it seems that he has the control and so in a way, I, I relate to that and what he was saying here, which is um, that cooperation piece that we talked about before um, is really letting go of control to God. And then the benefit of that is that, that God then comes through you and comes in you um, and that it comes back to you. Whereas if you give it over to others or to to these external things, um, you really do end up in a situation where that control does come, or that power does come back to you, and they tend to use it uh, to their advantage. Whereas when you give it up to the spirit and to God, and where is God? God is within you, um, and and if you don't know how to do that, remember we talked earlier about that idea of personal responsibility 
um, and taking responsibility for creating everything in your life because who is the one who can create? Who is the one inside of you that creates? That is the creator. Um, and that's another way of moving into that aspect and into who you are submitting to, um, submitting this power to, submitting the control to, is to the one that is in control. And it's very simple to just move into a state of observation where you start to, you just move back inside and you just observe without placing judgments on good or bad or right or wrong. And you just look at at what is and what is present here and now. And that may start with your breath. Um, and just to recognize that, and that God is that which is. And so you let go of your power to that which is. Not that what you think it is. Um, not your feelings about what it is. But just what it is. And even if you don't know what it is, you can still let go um, which is to relax, and to let God is to be patient. So let's move into the next excerpt. Power is out there. Energy is in here. When the power is in here, it is because the energy can contain it and hold it. And you do nothing except be there. And then we follow that principle of scientific observation, it radiates from you. It does not leave you. You don't give it up. You let it radiate out. And all you do is just keep filling yourself with the divine essence. And don't try to prove it by saying, look how spiritual I am. You need to sit there in the chair and they say, what's the new day? You say, oh, I don't know. They say, oh, that's crude. Sure, but it has nothing to do with spiritual. You say, oh, that's vulgar. True, but it has nothing to do with spiritual. You say, oh, dollars. True, but it has nothing to do with spiritual. Well, what has to do with spiritual? Spirit. Where's that? All around, but concentrated inside. So if you really want to find it, the best place, the very best place, is get another individual who will allow you to go into their consciousness, who will allow you to go into their consciousness and see the Spirit. Do you know what that's called? Love. Isn't that wonderful? The habitual response of giving it up can be given up in love. So we look at somebody and we say, God, I love you. And it goes, wham. And they say, oh, Lord, you're in there before I knew it. Like everybody else in the world, you were in there. I say, yeah, but what does it feel like? <sighs> Don't leave. That's called marriage. That's called marriage. That getting around to where you're starting to give that love in there and you weave around is called courtship. It's called fun. That becomes a joyful day when you feel like the world is alive and God is sitting right in your heart and you see her and God's sitting right in her heart and along comes a child and God is incarnated right into your family and so you give up your power to God. You're only giving it up truly to your own beingness that's you, not your personality, not your fertilized mind, but to you the very essence of all creation, the very thing that all creation was placed in action for was our play. Not our depression, our play, our joy, our beingness, our complete, total, diversified oneness. All together, we're one. And in the midst of, oh, I feel so depressed, why don't you just love that depression and the God form in it? Say, oh, how ridiculous. How ridiculous. <laughs> There's no God form and depression. Well, how do you know? You never go through it. You just stay in it. If you go out the other side, you may find out there's a little God over there tinkering around with depression. So you go right out the other side and say, ha. Life can be beautiful in the midst of a depression. 
in the midst of an irritation, you can still maintain the integrity and the internal divinity as long as you keep your energy intact, as long as you keep your power present. So much again in these excerpts. I'm really grateful to JR for having done all these seminars, and it was my true pleasure to to go through these seminars and, and pick out and find these excerpts. Um, really that key that the power is out there and the energy is inside, and that that idea of as you give it up to God and that God form inside to that essence of really just holding in that and letting that radiate out from you. Um, not as a, hey, see me, which was really funny how he did that, but but really just in that truth of that integration. And, you know, we've probably all been dealing with um, a variety of emotions with what's been going on in the world recently. I, I know even recently I went through um, some depression, and I still have a little tinkering of that, uh, that I'm still working on moving through it. Um, but you know, that what he said is so true is, is to love that even within that and that you can still maintain the integrity, the integration with the spirit while moving through all these feelings and all these experiences that we are going through. Um, it's not something to deny or to suppress um, and it's also not something that you need to sit in. Uh, but as you move into that loving and loving the the God essence and being integrated with that, um, it can really, holding that and being in that, and, and like he said, that requires maintaining, not giving away your power out there, but to continuously bring that power back into you, into giving it up still, but giving it up into that um, God form within you. So let's move to the next one. People try to play power games with me, and I love it, see, because they put their power out there. Well, I think we're going to do it this way. And I look at them and say, okay, what else? I say, well, and then we're going to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And they go on and on, and I sit there and I say, all right, what else? They say, what do you think? I say, well, we're not going to do that. They <laughs> say, oh. well, I'm just too tired to argue with you. So I'm not too tired to argue with you. <laughs> you want to discuss it? Sit down and discuss it. You shot yours. Mine's still in reserve. I haven't given anything out yet. I've just maintained my integrity, my oneness. I'm sitting here with my power intact, my energy intact, and I don't have to defend you nor attack you because you're just pooped out. And you want to play a power game. You threw your whole cards right out first thing. There's no power in you. That was a manipulative trick. He wins who can endure to the end. Not the one who wins a temporary power struggle. Do you understand that? The end result... The bottom line below the line that says love conquers all. Love is an integrated, contained energy flow that is dynamic power. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against that. But give up your power, give up your energy, and you sit in hell almost immediately. Until you regain the integrity there is a huge key in there, and that is that, you know, he wins who endures to the end, and um, and winning a, a power game isn't isn't winning long term. And that bottom line of love conquers all. I mean, I mentioned this earlier that you know this is one of those aspects of the way out of all this is that loving. Um, and the way he described it as love is that integrated, contained energy flow of dynamic power, to me is a is a great uh, is a great way to describe that energy, that essence that we hold. And there's 
there's something spiritually that also plays into what he was saying here in my experience. Um, and that is on the spiritual levels, um, from the spiritual consciousness when we're doing the intercessory work with what is taking place. Um, we hold, we hold this energy. And I think I heard him describe it something like the, um, that game, Red Rover, Red Rover, send whoever over and you hold, everyone's holding hands and they run up against it and you try to maintain the line. Um, and in a sense, that intercessory work is holding and maintaining the line because eventually as you hold, those playing the power game will give out all their power, will play out this power game and will tire themselves out um, the negativity usually ends up turning on itself. Um, and not that it's necessarily an easy process um, to do this from a spiritual perspective, but maintaining that, that I, I, I don't think it's, I think it's easier. I think it's a better approach for me than uh, giving up your power, giving away your power, but holding in that energy source, in that integration with loving, with the spirit, and maintaining that loving presence and allowing that radiate, radiate out from you, um, and holding as all these power games take place in this world and in the spiritual worlds, this is the aspect of the light bearer. So if you are doing that spiritual work, if you want to be involved in that spiritual work, um, that really is often what we are called to do, is just holding that energy, allowing that to come through us um, as the others play out these games and do our best to not play these games. And when we do find that we've gotten caught in the power games and that we've let go of our power to really focus and work on reintegrating ourselves into that through doing all the things we've been talking about. So here's the next. If it's irked you, you have energy inside of you that's locked up into how things should be and you can't do it. If it's okay with you, you're just letting things be and let them be free. Letting them be free. Think of that consequence of the term, letting it be free. Who can let something be free? Someone who's free. So that's a really simple yet um, important point, is that when we have the freedom inside, we can let it be free. Um, and that these other things, when we get caught, when we get upset, irked, um, that's an indicator to us of an area where that energy is blocked inside of us. And so to let that go again and to move that into that freedom place. So we're going to keep going. We're going to um, move now into uh, that last excerpt was moving into the, the next seminar where we're going to pull excerpts from um, going forward, which is the living in, a freedom-based reality. So here's the next one. And Jared's talking about SEs, which are spiritual exercises, um, which is, is going back inside, chanting a sacred tone or tones, such as the hue, hue, that hue tone, um, focusing on the third eye area, which is near the pituitary gland, which is um, kind of in the center of your forehead and, and back a little ways and you just place your attention there, you chant the sacred tone, um, and then after some time, maybe five minutes, depending on how long you're doing this, five minutes of chanting, 15 minutes of chanting, um, you quiet yourself and you just listen. And you do that for a while, and then you can um, resume the chanting. And that's the, the process in the simplicity of it, of the spiritual exercises. And you start by calling in the light, asking for the highest good, um, to take place. Um, and then it's listening for those higher 
octaves, which is the sound current that we discuss of God. And, and there's more podcasts on that. If you just search on my website, transcend.online, you can search for spiritual exercises and essays and get more information on that. Some people won't do their SEs because they're not getting results. It's not a result-based process. It's a transcendence-based process. SEs are not for your gain here. Spiritual exercises are to strengthen your spirit so as it moves inside of you, you become aware of it and aware that it is more than your mind and your emotions and your body. And you become aware that it is the freedom giver. Instead of being on the receiving end of freedom all the time, why not be on the end that is free? So we start to tap into something here that I talked a little bit about earlier, that um, it's a transcendence process. And, that, and he's talking about SEs here. And you know, a lot of how I look at some of this um, that we've been discussing is if you can get above the fields of karma, uh, it's a much clearer place, obviously, um, to view things and to perceive from. And spiritual exercises are one of those great techniques of getting above the karma. Um, one sometimes in the spiritual exercise can build that energy up and then we may get those awarenesses in the dream state. And I definitely have been talking a lot about dreams in these episodes, which you can, um, you can search, obviously, like I said before, on Transcend.online for about dreams. I also do a have been doing and continue to do um, on my Instagram. Uh, I do live segments about dreams where I answer questions from people about dreams. So feel free to DM me there. Um, and I have courses on dreams. And to stay up to date with that, you can go to that courses section um, in my website, transcend.online. Um, but getting above the karma and being able to see what that karma is can be extremely valuable in your, how you approach what's going on in the world. So, like he said, it becomes a transcendence-based process, um, not a results-based process. And so, moving above it rather than trying to, it's like rather than trying to fix what the karma is in the world to move into that level of consciousness that's above the levels of karma um, is really an ideal way of approaching all of this. So let's move to the next excerpt. When we fall short of the glory of God, which is the total acceptance of all humanity, not necessarily the total participation, just the acceptance we come into a freedom-based reality that we have produced for ourselves and stepped into from the Spirit. Because our mind can find excuses not to have that type of uh, reality life. People would say, you mean over now in Iraq, those Kurds, we're supposed to accept what's happening to them? Can you change it? No. What can you do about it? I can send them the light. You must accept their reality then to send them the light. You must accept the state that they are in in order to send somebody the light to ask God, to ask the Spirit for them. You must accept them there. Have you thought about that? We send light and love and, and prayers to the Persian Gulf War. Some people were praying for the American side. Some were just praying that it gets over. Some were praying that the highest good be done from all of this. And what do I think is going to happen? That the highest good isn't through yet. That it's still moving and processing itself in and out of realities and in and out of apparent karmic fulfillments and in and out of the loving and caring for each other. But what I'm talking about transcends verbal language. I'm talking about transcending the color 
transcending religious behavior. So one thing that's interesting through these different seminars is that uh, the one in the beginning, obviously, he mentioned the war that was going on at the time in Bosnia, and this one, um, this one, he's talking about the the Persian Gulf War, um, as related to all this. Now, the acceptance becomes a huge key, and that is the first law of spirit, um, and just that idea of acceptance of reality in order to send the light, in order to move into that consciousness. First, we accept what is what is what is taking place, and we have to accept the reality of that. And that includes what's going on in our world today. Um, you know, we may not like it, but we need to accept that this is what is going on in order for us to move into that consciousness of sending the light. Um, and, you know, I would say, you know, do your best to, to do that and continue to focus on the light and continue to send light to the situations we find in the world. Um, and part of that is in the acceptance. I loved how he said the highest good isn't through yet. That's how he looked at it. And to me, it reminds me of that saying, um, you know, be patient with me that God isn't through with me yet. Well, the highest good, the highest God, um, that that isn't through yet. So as you look out into the world today and, and you're like, what is going on? Well, looking at all the karmic fulfillments that are taking place, um, just consider that the highest good is taking place and is working itself out, uh, but maybe the highest good isn't through yet. Um, and so we, again, we focus on that aspect of transcendence. Um, and this time in the world really brings forward that idea more and more of transcendence. And in that is where we find this freedom that we're talking about, this freedom that is what this coming year is about. So let's look at the next excerpt. In that place of what you receive and what you give, you will find freedom. It's so good to be able to receive and so good and maybe even greater to be able to give. To have it to give is even greater because that means you also get to participate in it. And that moment where it comes into you and goes out, that moment in there is free. If you can stay in that place, you'll live a very balanced, karmic-free existence. Because now you're doing unto your neighbor as you'd have them do unto you. You're loving your neighbor as yourself. You're taking care of them. So it all just comes back down to that, that commandment of Jesus of loving God with all your heart body, mind, and soul, and loving your neighbor as yourself. And so once again, we look at the loving of the neighbor and, and being in that consciousness of the giving and receiving of the Spirit, where that Spirit's moving through us, um, and as we give it out and as we receive it in, um, that from that state, I mean, living a karmic-free or a living expressions that are free of karma sounds really good to me. I'll tell you that. Um, and so let's just say that being more in that state in your life could be a really positive thing at this time when there's so much going on and so much coming up and so much being created, being in that clarity of that giving and receiving of that spirit and in that spiritual awareness uh, could be a very wonderful place to be. So here's the next excerpt. And we're getting close here to the end. We have to drop a lot of our behavior. We have to modify the behavior to coexist with people in a sense of harmony, in a sense of direction and balance. But we can't do it to anyone out there until we've first done it to ourselves, And that self is going to be tried and tested to see if you remain true. Because it's been said, 
this body is the physical temple of the spirit God. And so does your God live in a polluted place? Or does your God live in a place that has harmony and balance? The energy that comes through you to other people will reflect what kind of God you worship and what kind of spirit you live in. If you can't love them and be nice to them in severe situations, then when you say that you're spiritual and loving and caring, it's a lie. It only counts when you're up against manifesting the overcoming behavior. So here's the challenge. You know, I think a lot of us have um, seen and even maybe participated some in these levels of againstness. But, you know, the challenge does become that of being caring and kind and loving to others. And that really is regardless of the way that they're expression, expressing out in the world. Um, that we are the ones, and that that energy is going to reflect that spirit that is within us. Um, and how clear and pure and attuned we are to that, to that God within us. Um, and, you know, so the challenge really is, as always, to move in that higher awareness of loving. That really is the key to this whole thing. And it remains to be the key. And he, he mentioned behavior modification in order to get along with others. And we've definitely seen there's how we relate to each other. There's been a lot of behavior modification that's been required um, in getting along with others. And, and there's definitely been a schism that has taken place in our world recently um, with how we're relating to each other. And really the bridge to that schism is in the loving. And that doesn't mean that the others will bridge it. Um, sometimes they need to play out the karma or the power game. Um, they need to play out that struggle. And so what do we do? We maintain our integrity. We maintain our loving and allow that to flow through us. And there's a short excerpt to really finish it off here. Um, which I think to me just captures what we're talking about. And so when things are taken from you, why bemoan your fate if you had lit up your interior with your spirit and your awareness? It wouldn't matter who's coming to dinner. Not at all, because it's going to be bright for everyone. I wanted to leave you with that one, because it's just so important for this coming year, for 2021, that even as things are taken from you, why bemoan your fate if you are tapping in to that God source within you and being bright? You know, do you want to be right or do you want to be bright? That is the question. So as we go forward into this year of freedom, as we let go of those things which are no longer serving us, and as we let go of the attachments to those things that maybe we did care about and we do like, and we let go of those attachments um, and we let them go, or maybe they're taken away, that we maintain our focus on that connection with the God within us and that we work towards that greater awareness within us so that we can be bright, that that brightness just radiates from us because we're not giving over our power. We're giving it up to the God form within us. And that God form comes back through us and radiates out and brightens our lives and the lives of those around us. And even as we're going through our depressions and our difficulties and our challenges, that even in that, we 
maintain the integrity within us. We maintain that power source within us by giving that power source to the Spirit, by cooperating with what is, by accepting all there is, by taking that personal responsibility of that acknowledgement that everything going on in our lives, in some way or another, we have created and we have chosen those things, and to bring forward the loving, and that loving does conquer all, and maintaining that knowledge, and in that, transcending the games of power, the games of control, and rather than playing the game, or choosing not to play the game, we move above it by moving into that source of all things. So that is the episode for 2021. We ask for a spiritual blessing going forward for the coming year. God bless all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to support me and the work I'm doing here. It really makes a difference. It really, really helps to have all of your light and your love assisting in this work, in this work of greater spiritual awareness. And the best thing you can do is to Love yourself and love those around you and love bringing that love into the world and bringing that loving into your heart where you worship and love God. Beirush Beishan, which means the blessings already are. <laughs>